It is going to be amazing. I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm so scared. It's so good. Here's the thing is I, I have been telling you what these books are for oh, yeah. many months now. I have explained oh, yeah. to you in detail as much as is possible, which now I you're going to have a different understanding of what that entails trying to explain these books. Um, there are so many layers that I was not aware of. Madness. Madness. So, hi, welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Brendan. Um, this is another Kilted episode. This is the second to last. And we have, <gasps> a, we have a switcheroo because today, our one chance to do this, Brendan has read the book and I have not. Uh, Abigail was so kind as to get me a full set, which I have over here on my bookshelf. And I was originally going to be like, I'm going to read all of them in a sitting. And that super, super didn't happen. Um, But I have read the fifth, this one. um, And I finished it maybe 12 minutes ago. And oh boy, we got an adventure to get through. Mm -hmm. Um. I just want to point out that because you basically your your format has been to like give a summary mm-hmm. enthusiastically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of abject insanity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that gets lost in mm-hmm. translation there. Mm-hmm. Um, which now it's it's like the first time in in like a like a like a Lovecraftian adventure that someone looks into the pit and sees the thing beyond it. And they're like, mind breaks a little. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I I understand now. And I can't go back. Yeah. Like, I feel like those episodes, these episodes have been so manic and people probably been like, Abigail, these like, why are you like trying to move so fast? Why are you speaking a mile a minute? Why do you keep interrupting Brendan to try and like force this plot? into this listen because you can't not because i'm getting to maybe 30 percent of what's actually in the book oh yeah oh god it's (laughs) there are there are bits i mean i tried to take notes i um i had very little time to prep audience so what i did was i tried to read very quickly and i was like i'm gonna write down a bunch of notes i'm gonna put page points so i can like go back and like read like saucy Mm -hmm. bits um, and then I got to about page four and I realized, <laughs> oh man, this is going to be hard. <laughs> I went back and I stopped taking notes and then I like read the first two chapters, like 30 pages. And then I went back and like wrote down notes for it being like, what's important? Um, what should I say? Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I got from page one to page 148. Uh-huh. I took some notes and then the next two, the last two notes from after 148, I have page 169. Nice. Um, and then page 241. There's 330 pages in this. <laughs> now, I will admit I was reading a lot very quickly for the last about 120. However, not even 120. The last like 90 yeah. pages are just turners. Oh, my God. You will run through. To be fair, the last 90 pages are like two scenes. Yeah. And an epilogue. Like, she doesn't fuck around. It's in a way, I I just I described recently trying to sell um 
wow, what book was it? It was um, All Systems Red, uh-huh. I think. And somebody was like, is it good? I'm like, it's like reading a movie. Yeah. Like you can sit down and read it and it feels paced like a film. In a way, I think you could make a fairly faithful adaptation of these works as films or maybe three-part HBO specials. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like, do you, I, I, I'm so honestly, like this episode is less about this book and more like, I need to know like your first impression of like the pros like i need to know because because you've had so much build up for what you thought these books were gonna be and i i need to know like what the dissonance was like how they hit you like you got like four pages in and you were like whoa nelly i need i need to know i need to know there there's there's actually a very specific point where i was so enthused about how pendulum like it wasn't even like a pendulum. It was um, like a mouse trap. Mm-hmm. It goes from being set to snapping down on you, except then it resets automatically mm-hmm. just as quickly. And you're like, what in the goddamn mm-hmm. just happened to mm-hmm. me? This was done to me with my consent, I suppose. Yeah, um, really. But there was definitely a specific singular scene and really the first really good saucy bit we'll get to. That had a turn. Oh my god, did it have a turn. I don't know if that's consistent. I don't know if she'll just break sex scene to say something fucking out like buck wild. I mean, I mean this is the same woman who built a whole sex scene around a tartan diaper. So I think the answer to that is yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, the one thing, and this is before we're even getting into the plot, mm-hmm. there's one thing that I really want to like clarify is, having not read the prose mm-hmm. myself... Um, and gotten your response to this. Um, we had discussed for a chunk of an episode how a lot of Highlander fiction is super kind of fetishistic mm-hmm. It really doesn't even portray the Highlanders as, like, people so much as, like, concepts to masturbate yes. to. Which I guess is fair. Um, but whoa, <laughs> you really get it more. Like, in the way, not just in the way things are described, the whole structure of scenes, the actual action feels like there is one human being um at times yeah. um yeah. which is not bad per se but it's it's jarring though isn't it it's jarring, it's jarring it's, how it's objectified eerie. these men are in these books like it and you know there's there's a lot of nuance to have around that conversation of like yeah. you know should men feel uh, desired and like is that good yes obviously yes that's wonderful right? however um the level of cringe that is specifically related to not just their objectification in this book but like this the fact that they are scottish and like yes. the 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 real casual like sexual harassment and assault of these men um, you know, to be like, ooh, I'm just gonna get a real quick peek up up his kilt to see what he's got packing under there. Maybe don't. So yeah, yeah, maybe don't. Yeah, I don't know if I've like really been able to convey the level of that in these books. I've tried, but it, it, it's almost impossible to really get across. It feels a little bit like somebody did like... Like a, like a like somebody took their phone and just recorded themselves being kind of crass mm-hmm. while walking through the Highland Games, yes. 
but like they didn't like they were into Scotland but didn't really care about showing it. It's this very weird, like, you you do have an understanding, but you're not going to bother going farther than the surface detail. Like, multiple characters in a single chapter are like, I wonder what he's got under his kilt. And it's like, you've made that joke. Yeah. Every character has made this joke now in this yeah. scene. And you're like, but why did you? What was the choice yeah, there? But, why did you put it in? But why? But why? This whole book is devoted to how hot these fucking Highlanders are. I, you don't need to yeah. make this joke. Yeah. yeah. But I, I want to, okay. So now that we've gotten like the thorns yeah. say, say <clears throat> out of the way here. Um, yes. How did you feel about the actual prose? Because... I go on such a journey every time I read one of these books with the prose yeah. where I go like at one minute, I'm like, hey, this this ain't, this ain't bad. Like it, it is of its time. Definitely. I feel like the pacing, not so much. Yeah. Like we've talked about, it's very jarring. Yes. That being said, it can be hot. It can be spicy. It can be spicy. It's right on the cusp. See, that's what I was saying. Particularly yeah. this book, which was coming out, what, like 2012, something like that? Yeah, something um, like that. It is... Uh, this was in 2011. Okay, yes. So this is right at that pivot point where people are starting to turn away from paranormal romance towards a... Or I should say, paranormal romance has always been around. But like... Away from a saccharine, like, flowery prose, sort of, we need to still kind of obfuscate um, our language here, or else it'll be deemed fully erotica. Um, like, they yeah. very rarely use the word pussy, for instance. Um, oh, no, not at all. But at the same time, so we still have that legacy in these books at this time. So we don't use those those explicit words. However... The actual description of what's happening on the page is very explicit. Yeah. So it's 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 right it's there. really interesting. I think it's just this really marks this really interesting pivot point in the industry of like this needs to be hotter, this needs to be a little bit darker. Um, you know, and then of course this is the second to last book. The last one, I know for a fact, is both of those things, and then there's not any more. Because I think she was just had to write different huh. things. So interesting. Because she does also have a new series, I think. She has, she's still writing, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and, like, specifically Highlander yes. books, too. There's, like, a new... And I think there's, like, the first of, like, a set yeah. that has been... Or, like, is on her My guess page. is... I'm like, oh. I, I'm, so we're going to have to branch out now. Uh, after after the oh, last yeah. one. We're going to have to branch out. Because I am, I am super curious to see. Especially because I believe she is now, um, if not fully uh, indie, um, you know, self-published... Than at least hybrid. Um, I want to see how it's evolved because we are in a landscape oh, for sure. where readers of romance are looking for something much more explicit. They're much more used to it now. Uh, so I, I'm just, ah, uh, ah, uh, so many layers. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> also, it's going to be really weird when you and I sit mm -hmm. down and we're not discussing this universe. I can't honestly like I it gives me like a little bit of anxiety to to think that we're almost done because like oh, yeah. I the like how did you feel though how did you feel stepping into this universe because you've you've heard it through me yeah how um, was it I it feels like <clears throat> like somebody who's maybe like what 
if somebody's like into a genre, but they've mostly experienced it through like a singular medium, mm-hmm. it's like if somebody watched a lot of like science fiction movies, somebody watched a lot of Star Wars or something, but then they like read a science fiction book mm-hmm. and they like get that like difference, that dissonance. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that's very cool. I see what they did there. That's very interesting. What the fuck is that? There's like that very like, mm-hmm. you get more of that nuanced detail, which is super cool. Like at this point, I, 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 in my most devious moments thought, oh, wouldn't it be really cool if like as a joke, we made the wiki for this. And we discussed that, like trying to get like the timelines mm-hmm. and everything. And then reading it, I'm like, that's actually kind of difficult because there is a lot of depth here. There is a lot of like, dare I say, world building because it is a very specific kind of way that like Scotland and the characters are touched and dealt with and the way that the action is set mm-hmm. up. Like she's got, I, I will not say Ally McKay does not have a plan. She certainly does. She has a plan. Is it However, bug nuts? Yes. Yes. 100%. But it's a plan, baby. I I, yeah. I love that, right? Like, I that's why I like these books. Now, like, are these the most amazing yeah. books in the world? No. Like, does it, I, do I find that weird objectification stuff of Scottish men and sexual harassment? gross yes i do um however the actual like we get into the meat of the book i do i said it once i'll say it again i love somebody who commits to the fucking bit and if ali mckay does nothing else she commits to the bit there's certainly a level of commitment in this that i think is i mean even in like no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it, and I'm going to tell you everything about the book. There are ghosts, friends that you never see again, <laughs> um, a romance that takes uh, 150 pages to start, a magic rock, evil, and a climax. And then you're done. Like, that's the book. And that's, like, not just lust love kilts. That has been so many of these involve, like, magic MacGuffin, um, really slow buildup into immediately there's nothing slow about it yeah. anymore. And then the, the ending, the last, like, is it just... You have a better idea of the yeah. pacing from the previous books, page per page. Must Love Kilts felt like at page 200, mm-hmm. um, it's just started, it, it like lay on the ground, put its arms above its head and its legs out straight and started rolling down the hill as fast as it fucking could. And like for 100 and, 130 pages, it kind of feels like yeah. that. Like you are tumbling. <laughs> that's, that's honestly, that's a fantastic description of all of the books. Because usually yeah. there's this huge buildup of... Um, like either they hate each other or they don't believe the other person really exists or like there's this huge slow burn. And then all of a sudden, usually it's the woman first who goes, um, we're terrible together. We can never be together. He hates me or he doesn't exist or both. Um, but you know what? I need to make this work. I can't live without him. <laughs> yeah. And then, you and know, then, yeah. and that's been broached in so many of these. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it, this does feel like an evolution because the characters have a very specific place that they're coming from. And it's like a comp, it's not even a compromise. It just sort of works as opposed to this like resisted yeah. thing. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. There. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited because I, <clears throat> so the reason I haven't read this one is because I read these completely out of order. Because also, do you see now why it's really confusing trying to figure out what this series is? Because 
Um, oh, yeah. There's no numbers. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's not even a series title on the actual books themselves. Um, yes. I did not know. And also the covers change uh, after number four. So at book five, really which is what you, you read, the covers take a completely yeah. different tone. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about that too. Big, big shirtless energy. Um, big shirtless energy. The other ones were shirtless too, but they were a very fun pastel. And these are just not that um and so like i missed this one because i you know i initially got them so i got the first one in a book box and and then i was like oh what is this and then y'all know the whole journey and if you haven't listened to the other ones yet what are you doing here um Oh, go yeah, back. Go back. So you need to. It. It's it's important. Um, not for the, you know, the connectivity of the plot, but more like our evolution as people. Um, although kind of. Although kind of a little bit, though. However, we did <laughs> we did do the wrong one first. So, you know, but yeah. so I, I missed this one because I thought I ordered the rest of the books. And it wasn't until I'd finished what I thought was the series that I found out actually I'd accidentally skipped one. And I had to order that from some fucking place in Tennessee. Um, so, like, you know. That's that's right. what happened there. So I have read the last one. I've read all of the ones previous. And now it is time for you, my friend Brendion, to yes. explain <clears throat> the plot of book five, Muscle of Kilts. I'm going to catch you up. Don't worry. I got notes. I also got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Let me just start off with, I have this thing about the cover. The cover's great. We have a five o'clock shadow um, but also uh, 26 inches of hair on a man who the top of his face is cut yeah. off because you don't need no, his you eyes. No, you don't need to see um, his actual face. It's not what's important. You do want hair, but nowhere except a little bit on his face, a lot on his head, and some on his forearms. And the rest of him is waxed and buffed. Waxed to high heaven. That man has been exfoliated. He's had Rihanna's body lava uh, oh, yeah. rubbed into his chest and, and, and what all. Um, you, so smooth. You might, you might think there's a happy trail, but I feel like it was airbrushed out until you can no longer recognize it. It's like a little bit of like uncertain, a little bit of weird horror yeah. there of like, is there a happy trail or am I hallucinating? And you still don't know. Also, there's a Viking longship in the background, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, he's got a broadsword, great, and a kilt, because you need a kilt. Wow. Um, and they did put two arm rings yeah. on this character, yeah. even though arm rings are a crucial part of the character in the book. So it's like they kind of knew, and they were like, well, we're going to kind of vaguely. Theoretically, I guess, this is supposed to be our man, Magnus McBride. Magnus McBride. Um, so... Oh. I'm so excited. I'm going to go ahead and skip through the acknowledgements. Yeah, um, yeah you skip them. Except that uh, the, the the little, the quote before the prologue, right? Um, is, loving Scotland isn't just my greatest passion, it's who I am. This quote is attributed to the main character of the mm-hmm. book, Marco Menlove, mm-hmm. founder of the Bucks County Kilt Appreciation Society, <laughs> So what was real necessary is that we start off by saying, here's the main character, and she really feels Scottish. There's like, that that point cannot be underplayed. That is not all of Margot's personality, but it will be a significant amount of her motivation for everything to come. And at first I was like, why would you bother to put that? It's so weird. 
I don't just love Scotland, I am Scotland, attributed to the main character. And then you get through and you're like, oh no, I get it now. It's something that makes sense in retrospect. Okay, here's what I'm dying to know. Uh-huh. So this is the first time in this series where, and the only time, um, that the heroines of two books are yeah. not only related, but like their stories intertwine. And yes. at the end of the last one, which was Mindy, Mindy and Bran, um, our, our fave, uh, both of them, honestly, so wholesome. Um, so Mindy ends up going back to the 14th century to be with Bran at the end of that book. And three mm-hmm. ghosts at the end deliver a message to to her sister Margot, uh, who, who oh, appeared yeah. in the plot, um, to say she's safe, she's happy, she's she lived her life, everything's wonderful. And... That's the end of the book. Uh, Margot stares at this like book that she kind of hallucinates for a little bit. Um, and and then that's the end. Of course, leading into the next one where her story really begins. I am dying to know. Does she look for her sister? Does she care? <laughs> does it happen? So you want to know the best part? The book does not make an appearance at the beginning of this story. It's not referenced at the beginning of this story. I literally have a note. Chapter 8, page 123, where all I wrote was continuity. (laughs) And it's where they mention what you have... Not that... Okay, three ghosts gets reduced to one. That's not really important. It's not really important. It's literally there for people who didn't read the previous. Mm -hmm. And it's like, someone showed up and described basically the plot of the last book. For like, maybe a paragraph or two. They're like... She moved a castle from Scotland to Pennsylvania to Scotland um, and lives there now with her 14th century Highlander. Um, And it's like, if you hadn't read the book, you might think they're still just on an island in Scotland in the modern day. You don't know why she doesn't write. She doesn't call. She never comes by for coffee and calls her godfather. (laughs) So like, it's like, yeah, a ghost showed up and told me that she's like alive but she's kind of not because like we she's know defo she's sort dead of now but yeah yeah she's she's in like 14th century scott so like in a whole like time isn't a straight line thing i guess she's alive yeah, i guess but she's but not she's definitely dead and that's that's super not really clear yeah. when you're going through but it doesn't matter because you won't get there for 120 pages so you don't give a shit by the time you're there um i do have the little problem of i keep reading Margot's name but then in my brain putting mindy in and so when i make notes i keep putting mindy and i'm like no fuck wait that's the other she one she wishes she was mindy i haven't even read this book and i already know that mindy is better she kind of do though um yeah mindy's definitely the one who has her shit more together um yeah she doesn't work at ye old pagan times like <laughs> oh my god it's literally called ye old i told pagan you times. I didn't believe you. And then it was on the printed page. (laughs) Even then I'm like, oh, it's a joke. Nope. Um, We start off with Bad Call Bay in the the Northwest Highlands, a fine summer's eve, 1250. First line, Spawn of Satan. Great. Wonderful intro. We're introduced to Magnus McBride, ya boy, Mm -hmm. um, who is real pissed because Bad Call Bay is super burned. Yes. And... um, Though it's not immediately apparent, he didn't expect it to be that way when he got there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dead. Um, you described a massacre, yes. and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we're, we're all hot ash filling the air. Nothing else existed but blood and soot and like, so like people are super dead. Yeah. Um, and then he finds his, his, a maid for they'd only shared one chaste kissed, um, fiance also super dead. Literally everyone's yeah. dead except for Bran who's pissed and wants to kill a lot of Vikings yeah. because apparently that or sorry, not Bran, Magnus. He's not we, Bran. He wishes he, couldn't he was be Bran. Bran. <laughs> like nobody in this, everybody's a little bit of the like discount younger sibling, except not because Magnus has no like predecessor in these books, which is funny. The women have continuity. Sometimes the men don't need that. Well, it's funny because previous to this, actually the men did. They were all friends with each they other. They did kind of. Yeah, they're all buds. And this guy comes out of fucking nowhere. He's not in any of them. I thought the next one was going to be, remember Sour, the guy whose name I can't pronounce? I thought he was going to be next. He's not next. He's this guy. So I don't know fucking what's going on. And he's not in six either. No, he's not. The next one's a fucking wizard. Mm. God damn (laughs) Okay, we don't have a wizard, but we got an upgrade there, I will say. So anyway, you're introduced to a bunch of his friends. You you meet Bagnus, who's pissed. Yeah. Callum, who's not very fond either. And you're getting all these weird vibes from um, for no reason. Callum's pretty chill. Um, and Ewan, who's young. None of these people really matter, but they'll come up repeatedly. Anyway, his his bride-to-be, Liana, super dead. Not clear why. Vikings probably killed yeah. her. Um, and then the the vikings fuck off and there's a lot of no oh, oh. there's a lot of n- no dash o dash oh O's she does that like... a lot yeah she she does do that a lot she also does a lot of like ah or like moaning which is bad. yeah oh there's a lot there's of that a lot of... Yep. i don't though it takes a minute yeah it does yeah um so anyway this starts off with basically his bride is dead so magnus mcnobride um is there cursing the waves and uh, deciding that he's going to go kill Vikings forever now. Great. Okay. I, I mean, that's eight pages of my life. I'm not terribly. McNobride was pretty um, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, he has an ironic name, I will say. Um, well, they both all respect fucking to the do. Scottish, they both by the way. Do. Oh, yeah. Like, very much respect to Scotland. Um, however, there's some very obvious jokes with all of the characters name who miss so if i'm making fun of somebody any scottish listeners it's her fault mm-hmm. because she made me do mm-hmm. it um that'll be apparent later when i get really mad about a character mm-hmm. um anyway that's the end of the prologue murder <laughs> vengeance <laughs> ye old pagan times chapter one yeah um where we get margo margo's a, a, a scottophile um oh, and it. like God. i hesitate to call her a scottophile it's kind of a scottophiliac like just the concept of scotland starts to get her off and it's this like they establish that she's she works at a an old uh pagan times store with like a couple of coworkers who she's super chill with mm-hmm. um but basically her life is kind of reading about scotland she's memorized tartans and She's really into Robert the Bruce, which is a weird choice for somebody when you're trying to be like, oh, yeah, this person's super into Scotland. And then they pick like the biggest Scottish hero, like basic person you could have ever heard about. It's just weird that like even like when you're a teenager and you want to show that you're really into something, there's all this like obscurity you want to get into. And there's really none of that. It's kind of like kilts and tartans and Robert the Bruce. I love Scotland. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know who she really should pick yeah, to, to idolize, though? For real? We who? Huey McSporin. Oh. <laughs> and he's alive, yeah. so, you know, she could even get his autograph. Yeah, unfortunately, he is. 
Um, so, spoilers. Um, yeah, she's she's done some Scottish Island dancing, um, and she's got a rival. Oh God, her rival! rival. <clears throat> she's got a rival, Dinah Greed. D i n a. It could be Dina. Could be Dinah. I like Dinah Greed because it feels like she's dying of greed. Um, but that's not like. Like, basically, she shows up, and I have a little weird thing. The action starts. Margot's at, at the store, mm-hmm. thinking about Scotland. Um, she's got her cool co-workers, Marta, there. Marta, who's Puerto Rican, but poses as, um, God, yeah. it's just, there's just a little bit of a problem Yeah, there a little with. bit of a Margo's... problem there, I think I recall. So I read the first chapter, I think, and I, and then I was like, oh, wow. And then I got I had to go read something else. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I believe she's posing like, as, as a... She is, as a fortune yeah, teller. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they get yeah. somewhat more specific, but you don't want her. No, you don't. Um, Ain't need it. And the, no, no, you don't. And the only other person there is Patience Peasgood, who's oh, apparently right, a white right, witch. Right, 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 I forgot about, about Peasgood. <laughs> All the names are just grade A. I, don't, <laughs> like, I just, like, I, I... I could never. I aspire. I can never match this. It's It's like... It's like just on the edge of like uh, like a tingle esque satire of the yeah. genre, but like not. But it's so earnest. It, 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 she's it's like so playing earnest. it straight. Yeah, and it's so important. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> anyway, yes, okay, so <clears throat> so that's happening, uh-huh. and then in comes Dinah Greed, Margot's greatest rival in all things Scottish. Then we get to the description of Dinah, and here's where previously we'd had issues because she doesn't seem to like young uh-huh. women, like none of her characters do. No. D- Dinah Greed is so petite that our characters secretly thought of her as Minnie Mouse. What? I don't, who can say? What does that who mean? Who can say? I guess because she's small. Um, she's got, she's got high-heeled black boots. She goes de- desperately into her diminutive but shapely form, um, her annoyingly full breasts, there's just a lot of like, is there going to be some, some like, some like hatred that develops into love? Like, is there kind you, of a, you like a romance wish, thing going You here? hope, but that's not how it is. It's never how it is. You wish. I mean, we did have an extended scene where one of the female characters was explicitly staring at and thinking about another woman's shaped yeah. pussy. So like, yeah. you know, it's not unprecedented. Like, I, definitely the, the men loves aren't aren't too specific about their men love. Unfortunately, that it's... one was not Mindy. That was the jewelry maker from the... And... Yeah, I know, I know. From the from yeah. old folks' home, <laughs> if you recall correctly. There is a little bit of rollover. Like, Mindy definitely feels like Margot, definitely feels like a couple of the other... I mean... Like, there's, there's, some, there's some spiritual There's not here. a... I, I don't think there's a whole... Yeah, I there's a... There's a... Definitely a argument to be made that all of the female characters are roughly the same character is that character fun yes does that character have some shades of nuance for each book that are very specific yes but broad strokes they all love scotland they uh all live in like pennsylvania um they all hate leaf blowers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like weird little things. And it's like, I guess those are universal truths of all people. Like, I guess. They all well, live in no, we don't all live in Pennsylvania. Sure. We'd be very crowded. No, but spiritually, yeah. don't we kind of? Sort of. I guess, yeah. according to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, her rival shows up to brag about how she's going to go to Scotland. And this pisses off Margot, who's never gotten to go to Scotland. Oh, poor Margot. 
um, who really wants to go to Scotland but couldn't afford it um, because she works at ye old. Because she's a times. cashier at a at a yeah. like Wicca shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's very explicit that she does. She's like painted as frugal in multiple different instances, but it's very clear that she also like spends a lot of her money on Scottish stuff, like Scottish themed things, and and also like the ghost sh- detecting equipment, if I remember correctly. A little yeah. bit, yeah. There's which is funny because they don't really go into no. that. There's not a lot of ghost. She literally happening. sends her sister Mindy over to Scotland when she goes to return the castle. She sends her with a like ghost detector. Yeah, and then guess how much. She is very superstitious. They immediately paint her as superstitious. Um, as soon as um, her rival love interest leaves, she sees dark shadows. Yeah. That She's like, it's obviously, it literally says, she's like, it is obviously an evil spirit. She is aware that it is clearly this yeah. thing. And then, like, uh, uh, a car passes in the street. She realizes, oh, it was probably the shadow from a van. But, like, for a minute, she is so clear in her understanding that this is evil. So she's real good on jumping the gun. Very spiritual. To be fair, she's about to have a very interesting journey. So, like, she's probably oh, the sure. only one of all of the people besides the um, woman who had the 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 um, dreams with her with her guy for ten uh-huh. years. Yeah, probably the most on the up and up of what's going to happen. Like, prepared for that than any of the, the other ones. And like, her sister got spirited away to the fourteen. Yeah, fair enough. Or something. So, like, like she's got some. She, precedent. she has literally seen ghosts. So, yeah. Like there's there you're you're totally ready to be like I get it Margo yeah. like you've gone through some shit and also you're really into yeah. it sure this is great um there's also the weird note of like Dinah shows up and is like what do you think of my nails like what should I do with my nails and she like lies to her she's like cut your nails on Saturday she's like and then in her head she's like ha 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 you dumb fuck it's it's terrible to cut your nails on Saturday the moon gives you like power if you cut it on Friday and on Saturday it'll like make your nails shitty so like she does this really petty weird bit of misinformation <laughs> for like the best huh. time to cut your nails and cycle with the moon which is again so weird because her rival shows up to be like, hi, I couldn't give you a trip to Scotland, but I am going. I wanted to share that with you. And what do you think makes my nails look pretty? And there's this like weird vibe there of like, will they, won't they? Clearly not. Yeah. But like Dinah's kind of into it. The only two women in town that love Scotland and they're not friends. I don't know. I know. It's Missed well because chance. two women can't be friends. That's that's No, the truth. no, they can't. They can be rivals. Yeah. Um, none of this matters. <laughs> yeah, because none of immediately it. <laughs> then we get to chapter two. Uh-huh. And we're back, not in 1250, 1255. We got an anime time skip. Mm-hmm. And now um, our good boy Magnus has been murdering Vikings up and down the coast, mm-hmm. has collected their rings as trophies, and wears different ones every day to show how much he hates Vikings and also how good he is at murdering I'm them. kind of into that. Me too. I'm like, that's not terrible. I'm not, ter- I'm not okay, too Okay, Scottish daddy. Um, I love it. Yeah. There's also um, this little bit of an issue because he's going to meet Godred Greer, which is a great name. Um, The traitor who sold him out and is responsible for the death of his bride. Uh Um, And he's setting an ambush uh, because after five years, mostly what you do is you just set ambushes. Um, That's going to be a big prominent theme is just lying to people and then murdering them. Um, So cool. But Godred's got a problem because he's got a sister. A witch, whose name is a Donata Greer. Ooh, a DG name emphasis here with a female antagonist character. Mm. Uh, no bridging there. No. I like this Wizard of Oz bullshit. Um, 
So anyway, he has his men murder all of Godred's people while he's like ostensibly there to meet. And then he's like, hey, you've got a lot of rings on. Where'd you get them? Huh? Did you get them from your Viking overlords? And the guy's like, you also wear rings all the time, though. Like, isn't that kind of our thing? He's like, no. And then he murders him. Um, Donata, meanwhile, does not get murdered. Um, young boy Ewan um, is told to bring her and all of Godred's women because while Godred was coming to meet with Magnus, Magnus had his castle raided and everyone murdered. And he dug up his hearth and took all his Viking gold um, to show that he's a traitor and had it all shipped back, made mad time back and forth in the longboats. Um, and this is only important because he's got a shitload of gold that he doesn't want because it's cursed. Because it was the gold that was for his bride and possibly what was luring the Vikings to that little hamlet ah. to murder all the people. Because they wouldn't just raid a fishing hamlet, but they would if a lord's wife had a big dowry there. Yeah, so. fair enough. Big, big, big times. Yeah. Um, so he murders Godred without his sword, so he can't go to Valhalla, even though he's Scottish. So, why the fuck like, does he give a shit about going to really Valhalla? There's a bunch to. of Vikings there. You don't like those. Lots of people care about Valhalla, apparently. What the fuck? Even in Scotland. They're Catholic. It comes up multiple times. Um, They're Catholic. Donata, meanwhile, is brought to a nunnery along with all of Godred's women. Yeah. Like, literally just how that's described. And Donata's like, Fuck you. You're going to... I curse you. I curse you to want a woman so bad you can't sleep. You can't eat. She's going to be the death of you. Get fucked. And the guy's like, I love no woman but my yeah, yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. like like makes like three or four repetitions of I have no woman for you to threaten. I love no woman for you to curse me. Like yeah. he's super cocky about this. Yeah. Um, And that's... uh, And then he murders, murders Godred, looks up and in the surf... Not just the surf. I learned a new word. Spew. <laughs> spew. <clears throat> he does use spume a lot. I forgot to warn you about the spume. I hate spume. <laughs> it comes up. It's 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 page 34 is the first time we hear about the spume-covered Valkyrie. Valkyrie. And that spume will show up like between page 34 and 37 like four goddamn times. Um, it took 30 pages to get here and now it's here to yeah. stay. Anyway, he sees this spume-covered Val Valkyrie screaming in the uh, waves, and then she disappears, and he's like, ah, shit, that's probably witch magic. This is like five seconds after the curse, too, so like... Everything's fine. When Donata curses someone, <laughs> she curses someone. She gets her shit together. Yeah. Um, then I have a, a mark for page 37 that just says a character's name and what. <laughs> And I would really Classic. like to know why I wrote see, that. See, hey, do you see now why, like, it has been such an issue for me when I do try to do my my things? And then I'm like, I don't fucking know what on this page I was talking about because all of it's insane. Yeah. So he sees this this Valkyrie goddess water nymph thing. Yeah. Um, that he's sure is like spume. a dark spirit covered in spume, like you do. Um, and then he goes back home to, like, clack cups together and drink ale and feast because everybody's in a good mood except him. Because I'm pretty sure it's described as he likes not smiling. <laughs> um, so he's super broody at his own feast. Yeah. And Colum, his his best bud's like, hey bud, noticed you're still real sad about your dead wife, uh, not wife. Uh super weren't married to her. You could move on. Everybody thinks that you should. We're a little worried you're getting too into bloodshed. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, nah, I haven't got a problem. I'm literally stacking ribs on my plate that I'm going to lie about and feed to my dog so people don't bother me. I'm not that introverted. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, well, Miley over there, M-A-I-L-I, -I Miley. I'm going to hope. Um, anyway, Maylee's over in the corner um, with her tits out and her pussy out, <laughs> masturbating in the corner of 
uh, feast <laughs> and staring at him and being like, you want it? And Colum's like, what do you think of that? And he's like, God damn it, Miley, what are you doing? And like, Colum's like, yeah, so the, the fact that that's your response has me real worried. <laughs> and he's like, you did this. You put her up to this. He's like, yeah, I totally asked her to masturbate to see if it would catch your attention. And it didn't. And I'm a wee bit concerned, my boy. <laughs> Oh, shit. Also, I didn't know th- notice this until later, um, but I know I know from, I think, like, Tumblr or something yeah. that, like, the use of Diné, yeah. as yeah, in, like, yeah. a did not, isn't just, like, a, like a, like a pronunciation thing. It's, it has, it's like its own there are word. certain yeah. instances of its correct usage. Yeah, it's a real word. I don't know that that's being respected here. I wanted to write down page numbers for all the uses and then look it up, and then I didn't do that. It's very inconsistent. She's very inconsistent with the actual use of, um, uh, like, jargon and, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, colloquialisms she's she's not very good with either. Like, it's, it's she bounces back and forth where sometimes I'm like, what accent is this? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, yeah. But, uh, like, you know, it, again, it, it would get really grating, maybe, if it was actually written verbatim so you know i don't know i don't know i suppose i don't know i don't know i don't know who am i who am i to judge so after that the little like show and tell at the feast um column's like yeah i just he's he's like you gotta spill your seed man i just really think if i'm worried about your balls it's gonna make you i'm worried about your balls he's for sure he's for sure like man if you don't come it's gonna back up and it's gonna go to your brain and you're gonna go crazy (laughs) all the men know it his his friend's like you got a nut man Got a nut. I have a note here. 38, Callum says, got a nut. Um, which is not great. Anyway, then we're introduced to immediately, so if you're not... He is, if nothing else, Callum's pretty good throughout, like, the whole book. Um, but Callum's like, if you're not gonna nut, then I'm gonna tell you about this thing Orosius told me. Because Orosius, you know, the seer who gets these terrible headaches and sees prophecies. He saw you and he told me because I happened to be there. My bad. He was totally going to tell you first. Anyway, um, he saw you having sex with a woman that looks an awful lot like your fiance, except she's dead and in the other world. Yeah. So the only way that could happen is if you died. So like, got a nut or you're going to die. Obviously. Bro. Yeah, that's, that logic is that's fucking my interpretation. <laughs> He's like, I have no reference for this, but from what I understand... God. This is a problem. Why is fucking always life or death in these goddamn books? I mean, isn't is is it is it not normally? <laughs> I mean, not... you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I want to also let people know this is page thirty. I know. Here's the deal. The build up for these. <laughs> this is why we're always like, how we spend like an hour talking about the first quarter of this book, and like then we like speed through the last half. It's because the first quarter of the book is fucking insane. Yeah, the only action anyone's gotten is Miley, and it was all by her own doing. Yeah, I love that for her. Like, multiple people have died. Yeah. Um, we already know that there's some, like, time-traveling Wicked Witch of the West shit happening. Yeah. Um, but no one's gonna fuck yeah. for a while, okay. except in Visions. Okay. That's gonna okay, happen. Okay, so here was my prediction here, is that he was gonna, after the party, he was gonna go up to his room, and he was gonna go have a sex dream with, with our gonna girl. gonna go, gonna go get a bit of haggis and just... Because that has happened in pretty much every book. Yeah. He doesn't, though. He doesn't have to. Because Callum asks, you haven't touched a woman in or five years. Who save Lyanna could tempt you into her bed? No one, Magnus replied. Magnus's denial came harsh. 
and it wasn't the truth that the naked Valkyrie could have seduced him, not that he need worry, she didn't exist. And it's like, he is single-mindedly about murdering Vikings, even though it's mostly just ambushing them. Which, it's still I murder! Mean, feels like, it's still dead murder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! I missed one other thing. Um, after, sorry, page 38, a lot happened. When we're, when we're talking about Margot and Dinah fucks off because she's got to go pack her um, Highland Mist luggage, um, her coworkers also fuck off because apparently they had things before the action that like they said they were going to go home. So she has to close the shop herself. And in doing so, she picks up a book on Highland Yes, history yes, yes, the book. Yes, I recall. Has the shadow... Has the shadow the vision. Shadow vision I remembered the shadow of the, vision. Of the broody man on the cliff, yes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is where we get in the surf. Yeah, surf, sorry. At the at the murder. Magnus is yeah. like, and so, um, and she sees it. And she's like, damn, he's hot. And then the picture changes and she goes, ah, and like drops the book. She screams um, because it's changed and he looks like he's looking at yeah. her now in the picture. And she screams and drops the book. Oh, good. We know that they're already like spiritually connected because yes, yes, we've got yes, yes, he's yes, got yes, visions yes, yes, of her. She's got visions yes, of yes, 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 yes. So she goes home and is like, "That was hot. I'm gonna jerk off to it." She literally buys the book, goes home, and then is like, "Damn, that picture's not there anymore. That's really weird." So she goes and has a bath and is like, "I'm gonna go have me some fun." She doesn't. She doesn't do that. No, she has like a whole like bath fantasy thing that, in her defense, turns into this like hallucinatory vision of um there's a lot of hallucinatory visions and very little sex so i have to like make sure that i'm remembering the right all of this has been in the last 20 hours i have read um so she hears like a voice saying like magnus hungers for you and then she starts to have like a con a a whirl of delicious scenarios featuring herself and magnus mcbride that's in the book so um she's she can't find the illustration but it's okay um, there's a storm outside. She likes creaking and groaning. That's a note. Um, she can hear the creaking and groaning, but Margot likes, liked creaking and groaning. Um, it reminds her of Scotland. Everything reminds Margot of Scotland if it's positive. Um, so she decides to have yet another cup of Earl Grey cream tea. It's always cream tea. And, I don't like the uh, cream tea. But yeah, the, she, the steam fills the room and she's thinking of Scotland I, it seems like a joke how I keep throwing in that she's thinking of Scotland. Literally any time that it can be brought up, Margot will talk about thinking of Scotland. Um, until she hears a dog barking, and that's sad because dogs are meant to be loved. She's in the bath thinking about fucking a Highlander, but she's like, she can hear a dog barking, and dogs are meant to be loved. Um, and that's a problem for her because she wants to go and find the dog. I'm not even joking. This is a break that happens. Margot's very distractible. Um <sighs> So she's in her clawfoot tub thinking about adopting a dog that might must be out in the storm, and that's not where dogs are supposed to be. Yeah. And now she sees Magnus McBride, and he's saying, I'm waiting for you, lass. Come to me soon. She has this whole thing of just sort of, like, sitting there and letting her, letting him talk about her to her, I mean, which turns her on greatly. Fair enough. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God help her if he spoke Gaelic, because she really likes Gaelic, but though she never, she, she, she didn't bother to learn. Why? Of all God the help fucking her. things, why? yeah there's all this like she went willingly it was too tempting to pretend he was kissing her too delicious la 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 god help her if he spoke gaelic sadly her imagination had limits much as she loved scotland she'd never learned gaelic this is just a break that happens 
Like, it goes from, like, saucy, saucy, saucy. Let me tell you a little bit about Scotland and what I have and haven't done. Yeah. And it's like, why are... Yeah. This happens with rocks. This happens with, um, like, anything. Clothing items yeah. that she wants to describe. Okay, but how the fuck does Mindy get there? Like, oh, she spends an extended period masturbating in a bathtub. She hears a dog. She doesn't learn Gaelic. This this oh. man has decided not to fuck a lady masturbating in the corner of his house. Like, how does yeah. how does she get there? Oh, did you think this was going to be the transportation scene? <laughs> I just need to know. Oh, no. No, she needs to go to Scotland. Oh, right. Um, but she doesn't have a way of getting yeah. to Scotland. Um, it turns out she hasn't really been interested in men since her terrible date with a Civil War reenactor. Um, Fair enough. But she does really think about this. Oh, no. Why did I make a note of potato? <laughs> I think I know why. I think it hurt. Um... Yes. Um, she's, she's, he's talking about, um, I know what you want, sweet one. He's trying to like tempt her and talk about tempting her and she's getting all into the moment, right? Um, his scorching gaze made her very aware that she was naked. Thank God she exercised. For every baked potato slathered with butter, sour cream, cheddar, and chives that she devoured, she was such a potato zealot. She made good her indulgence with a minimum of 100 sit-ups and crunches. Her belly was tight. Her waist was trim. Her hot-eyed Viking slayer was pure male perfection. That is a thing I was forced to read. <laughs> She's like, sexy, 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 sexy. Thank God I work out a lot because I eat all these goddamn potatoes. Is like a break. It takes a paragraph. She talks about it. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. That's classic Allie McKay. Ah, classic Allie. Classic. She wants to talk about so many things. And unfortunately, the sex is in the way. So you just got to have a little sex and potatoes. and You got to kind of mash them together like a good potato dish. Like a good baked potato that you would then have to do 100 <laughs> hey, uh, sit-ups and push-ups. My favorite like. potato dish <laughs> is potato salad. But instead of mayonnaise. <laughs> is it spume? <laughs> Are you going to have spume potatoes? <laughs> God, I hate everything in the world. <clears throat> so that's the first page of notes. Again, guys, I'm on page 53. We're and that's, that's 50 a page minutes of my notes. in. Yeah, I know. I got I to gotta move. But that's okay. We got to get her there. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. Um, he does talk about her, the tangy musk of feminine desire and her feminine do, which he's super into. Um, yeah, um, so he goes to, I'm going to really spark notes a lot of this. He goes to the seer to be like, what the fuck did you see? I got the lowdown. The guy's like, uh, put your thing, hands on my hands and your toes on my toes. And then you can kind of see it in the steam. That's a thing that seers Cool, do, normal. Yeah, normal shit. And he's like, yeah, I see me, uh, having sex with somebody who looks kind of like my fiance, but her hair is short. And that's weird because women in this time period don't wear their hair in this fashion. Bangs aren't like that nowadays it's not it's not my fiance it's the spume covered valkyrie um so he's like that goddamn witch has haunted me and i'm cursed and i'm fucked and it's gonna be really hard to kill vikings now that's chapter four done couple sentences we're out. okay chapter five um she's still reading she really wants to go to scotland and lo and behold um a local scottish festival has a raffle for a full trip to scotland oh. um courtesy of we huey mcsporan um, who's such a prick the, <laughs> the whole time. The yawn windbag. 
Yeah, that's a that more than once is he called that in like three chapters. Yep. Here's the thing with we Huey McSport. It's like calling him like John Moneybags. It's a little bit on the nose and like kind of like a pro- it's like there's a stereotype there's there's like a, a stereotype of like oh you know damn cheap Scots when you want to talk about how shitty the Scots are it's like oh they're cheap people right well he's basically it like we've got Huey McMoneybags here who's kind of like weirdly cheap she's super cheap it brings up that she's frugal like four goddamn times and I can't help but feel this is a weird sort of like Scottish stereotyping thing that's happening mm. to make her feel more Scottish anyway her friends give her like two hundred and fifty bucks for tickets um it goes on from page. 76 to page uh, 105 is about her meeting an old woman who's like, oh, you should win and go to Scotland. And she's got black boots with red laces. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And we don't know either. Oh, it um, might be the old woman from the, from the first one or from the, well, from her go. sister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, spoiler. Yeah. 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 Not a witch necessarily. Just, just, a, some, sort just of like some sort of seer woman. Yeah. Eldritch old lady. Yeah. She, she hates all the young women. There's all sorts of young women who are like, ooh, human, Huey McSporin looks hot. And she's like, fucking, you just, you just fetishize Scottish people. Not like I fetishize <laughs> Scottish people. I'm real. And then, yeah, she's like, I hate all these young women who want to go. They don't want to go as much as me. Ooh, cool, an old lady. She's really interesting. She, like, hates young women, but is super into, like, older women. Well, um, and then, I get it. I mean, yeah, I I also hate every uh, hate the young and and fetishize the old. Yeah. Like who doesn't do yeah, that? Yeah, obviously. You know? Um, you know, you get older, you like the tougher cuts of meat, as it were. Um, <laughs> so anyway, thirty pages of her friends give her money, and the power of love and crowdfunding gets her a trip to Scotland. Unfortunately, it's a super planned trip. Chapter seven, we're talking about how Scottish Huey. McSporin is but not Scottish in the way that she really likes even though basically they're describing the same kind of stereotypically Scottish things but hers is romantic and his is douchey and it's very weird that way um where there's like a couple of pages of that where he's talking about his ancestry and how noble and strong the Scots are and she's like oh that's so stupid I just want to talk about how noble and strong the Scots are um yeah and like it's a shitty trip and she's not really enjoying it and she brings up Loki like more than once, like Loki would laugh to see her so tormented. I'm like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck does Loki that even have it? anything to do with? It? They're Catholic. Yeah, page hundred nine, and she's like talking about how Loki would enjoy like torment, and it's like, why? You're not Norse. You don't have any reason to talk about Vikings. Nobody's talking about Vikings. Why are you bringing up Loki? Um, but she does. Um, and yeah, uh, she keeps seeing like shadows and she keeps getting bad visions and the trip is kind of lame because it's very like structured and she can't explore and she wants to go into the highlands. She thinks she sees blue smoke and she knows it's peat. Uh, at least she could see peat smoke even if she can't smell it. Great. Okay. We're moving on. We're going, moving mm-hmm. on. Um, we meet, we meet um, Dev Dooney um, who is, oh my gosh, Dev Dooney. She's also got black boots with red laces. Oh, and she's a little old woman. She must be the woman from the thing at the at the fair where she won the tickets. And oh, this is odd. Anyway, Dev Dooney works at the local like museum for this place that she's staying after she has a little conversation. Is um, it with Huey McSporn. Is it the Ravenscraig place? Is it the Ravenscraig? Ah, no. Fuck. In Fuck. That place is mentioned, and she's supposed to go for a Kaylee. Okay. Um, she, she likes writing Kaylee. Kayleys are cool. She skips the Kaylee. Go to the museum, okay. and Dev Dooney is like, "Why don't you go up the go up the hill there? Yeah. Um, if you like, if you like Magnus McBride, who like she's repeatedly brought up, and everybody's like, yeah, he's probably not real. 
he's probably a myth. Like, none of his legends are consistent. We have no historical evidence. Like, he's probably not a real person. She's like, I think that he's real. So she goes up the cliff to go and, and see, like, something very similar to what he would have. This is page 123. Like, everything is happening in the first Oh, my like, God. They haven't even pages. fucking met yet. Oh, my God. No. This is a lie. And then, and then she gets... She gets she gets jumped by the shadow. The shadow comes up literally at the end of the chapter, like the last like paragraph mm-hmm. is like a fucking dark shadow appears and she hightails it back because there's only one direction she can go to get away from this fucking shadow. Yeah. Um, next chapter starts and she's already done with uh, magic um, and she's running away and she gets distracted looking for rocks. And there's an entire thing about how she wants to pick up a rock because she likes rocks as souvenirs, even though she's shit on everyone else's souvenirs. She literally has a carry-on bag and a suitcase full of rocks because the rocks have some sort of, you know, memory attached to them, even though they're just fucking rocks. And and the fucking TSA is never going to let her into the country with, like, you know, A suitcase of full of rocks. rocks, yeah. But she sees a special rock, and it seems to be shimmering. Is it glowing, even? It looks like there's a band. It's kind of quartz-like, and no, those aren't, that's not writing. They're runes. Oh. And she touches the rock. And the shadow's there, and it's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And it's, there's, there's more taunting yeah. from a person talking about how Magnus McBride wants her. And then all of a sudden, holy shit, instead of being on the beach in Scotland, she's on the beach in Scotland, but there's all these Vikings and, Nor- and uh, Scotsmen fighting. She teleports there. into the middle of the battle? Yes, with a shiny rock that has runes on it. And she goes, Vikings? Ah! And all the Vikings fucking disappear. And all the Scotsmen are super confused and are like, uh, witch and Magnus McBride is there and he's like, Witch? And uh so he goes over and is like, You're naked. I've seen you, spume colored covered Valkyrie. You've been haunting my dreams, you're a witch. She's like, I'm not a witch. Uh they put the nose on me, it's fake. Um, but basically is like, I'm not a witch, I don't know how to tell you I'm a tourist, and he's like, Tourist? Yeah. Like it gets spelled out all funny. That's gonna be his new pet name for her. Spoilers. His 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 tourist. I hate it so much. I have five more notes written <laughs> for the next 200 pages. Oh, yes, I love it. So I'm just going to run through. Um, but yeah, she's she looked into the quartz rock and she saw the shape of a woman. Could it be Dinah Greed? No, it's it's fucking Donata, the, the witch that cast oh. the spell on Magnus. Who is just the same but person, But she looks apparently. like Dinah. Yeah. So they're just the same person. Not that you're ever going to hear about Dinah from now on. Um, but she, yeah, so... What happens is it's clearly a Highland cursing rock, a uh, rock with magical power yeah. that if you hold it and speak the name of your enemy, you, you can slay your enemy. And it's like, oh, Donato's probably going to want that. And oh, we super are going to want that. Um, so, but he's like, don't worry. I've had a plan. My men are going to a, a place called Red Point. Um, we'll take you with us so that you're safe. I really want you. I'm lusting after you. God, just come with us. Um, I'll keep you safe. No one will touch you. No one will harm you. And she's like, I'm very naked. Can I have clothes? And they give her a bear skin. Wait, so immediately he's like, you're a witch. And then they're like, oh, actually, you're just holding a witch stone that could kill anybody. You must not be a witch. Is that what happened? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's it kind of. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. He's like, are you a witch? She's like, no, I'm a tourist from Pennsylvania. He's like, tourist from Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm and extremely I'm like, familiar. God damn. Um, and so he's like. Mm, the person you're describing, she's like, I saw a woman, she's been haunting me, I hate her, she's got black hair and wears a lot of jet. And he's like, yeah, that's Donata, you work for Donata. And she's like, I don't work for Donata, I hate her, I want to kill her. And he's like, well, you've got a Highland Cursing Rock, so maybe we can kill her. And obviously, you're the spume-covered Valkyrie, so like, come with me, I'll keep you safe. 
Don't worry. Huh. You're clearly not meant to be here. Huh. And like, she's nervous. Okay. His men look like they hate, he, they hate her. Cause like, cause which, cause which, and also <laughs> yeah. like my boy McBride over here doesn't like women clearly. So like, what's he doing? Like with the hots for you after five years, yeah. this must be a witch trick. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. That's the end of my notes. That's page 241. Yeah. We're up to page 241 of 330. He's like, don't worry, I had this great idea. What he did was he took his chest full of Viking armbands, silver and gold, and he's going to um, set it up so that he spreads a rumor that it's going to be at a location. In addition to, he's going to put six, he specifies six of his finest cows up on the hill. So the Vikings who are opportunists and also just apparently constantly sailing around looking for shit. Yeah, obviously. They're going to see it and they're going to come into raid and he's going to fucking kill him. And that's going to spread the word. Don't screw with Scotland. That's literally entire plan. He's like, we're going to go to red point, set up an ambush, kill a bunch of people. Don't screw with Scotland. The reputation will keep my shores safe. Literally. He's been doing this for five years and that's all he does and comes up with. So he brings, he brings her to, um, this lovely little shack and they kind of make out and like there's a little bit of handiness on the boat but oh, we can't last oh we can't and then he pulls her in and kisses her there's a lot of him just suddenly kissing her yeah and like in her bath fantasy she's like oh that's very hot he's like i want you i want you she's like that's very hot and then he suddenly kisses her and then walks away and she's like and she did not like that there's like a very specific little like note about like that wasn't fun and it wasn't sexy and she doesn't know why her imagination was i there there are parts that i do like where, where ali mckay does point out like oh, hey, actually, that sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. that, this part sucks. Like, one of my favorite parts of the first one that uh, we talked about, which was Highlander in her dreams, is where she, like, had dreamed of being able to live in this keep with this guy that she'd been dreaming about and, like, having a relationship with for, like, 10 years. Totally. And then she yeah. finally gets there and she's like, this place fucking sucks. It's dirty. I'm cold. You're not worth this. And she wants to go <laughs> home. <laughs> fantastic yeah she does she has a few things where she's like oh scotland my scotland it's so beautiful it's so cold and shitty and it's kind of weedy but like it's scotland and it's fantastic and romanticized and i love it and she's really weird about like oh it's hard because i'm mostly naked and i'm like kind of held hostage by scotsmen who are fighting vikings a lot Mm -hmm. and i'm cursed by a witch but it's scotland so um so she goes to see orla i think they describe her as a pleasure woman if you know what that is and she's like yeah i know what a whore is thanks um so she goes to see a prostitute about having some clothing yeah as you do wouldn't you know orla's the spitting image of marta her co-worker huh and foresaw her coming and she's like don't well she needs clothes hmm you know i did have a vision that something like this would happen so i laid out a bunch of nice clothes Go and have I like it. that everyone's a witch and everyone's just kind of cool with that in medieval There's Scotland. There's a lot of that. They're like, fuck witches, but also witches? But also witches are witches? handy. Because I need. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's great to have a witch. Like, if you want to do weather-based strategies or things, you kind of need a witch. Or you need clothes, apparently. Yeah, I mean, clothes do help. Yeah. It's Scotland. I imagine it's quite cold. True enough. Um, and wet. Anyway, so she gets clothes. Um, they finally do it. Uh, I wish I was more enthusiastic about this, but he's just really into going down on All her, right. which is great. He likes he likes tweaking her nips, and he likes going down on her. And then the weird thing about all the sex scenes is kind of it's it's like really in depth about what Margot's going through and how she feels and like oh, but nothing about him, nothing about him. Yeah, right? and then it's like, and then he finishes his seed inside her, and they lay panting, and then they go and have a conversation, and it's yeah. like it's like Margot, 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 Margot. She's done. He's done. 
let's talk about the fact that we're going to ambush a bunch of Vikings and kill a witch. So, Who's at a nunnery? Yeah, basically the most you get in the other ones with, like, male pleasure is, like, you hear about them getting hard a lot. And yeah. you yeah. hear about their frustration. And then you hear about, like, usually there's some sort of uh, scheme or plan to, like, now tonight's the night. We're going to do it. Yeah. Um, And then that's it. Like, we don't actually get any sex scenes from their perspective um except for i mean the only one i can think of is the is the is the diaper scene which is an unfortunate Ugh. title for that but it is what it is um and he, we don't have choices there but that one explicitly is all about the fact that he does not get any pleasure out of it mm-hmm. so i mean mm-hmm. i mean it, 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 that's not fair he obviously enjoys uh going going to town down there but like somehow there's there's a there's mental pleasure if if nothing else um and which is you know great for him and for her and for the diaper but and also for the devil who was watching um is it good for the the devil field felt like it was very non-consensual that they were present in this (laughs) devil did not want to be there that is true man i got other shit to do but it it was the devil and all of his his hell hags who were watching and the hell hags were rooting for him to get a boner because they wanted him in their pit so they could so they could use him as uh sex slave yes that's which was a Um, which is a totally normal part of that that book um yeah good old hard way but you know to, to circle back around here yeah like yeah. Male pleasure, it, 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 I think it, it matches with the tone of these men being, while the most uh, nuanced characters, I think, like they get the most relationships, they get the most like actual plot, yeah. they are so thoroughly objectified and they're their pleasure is never addressed. Their like internal struggle is like all that matters, but also is like very shallow in terms of like oh i want to fuck her so bad but i can't fuck her but i want to fuck her so bad yeah that's that's the weird thing is that there's this big so they they share a single characteristic in that like longing is a theme for both Margot Mm -hmm. and who wants scottish stuff um kind of just that she just wants a highlander yeah uh not really specific now she wants magnus mcbride because she saw him in a picture and wanted to diddle herself in a bath yeah obviously yeah great um he, on the other hand, is super like, I really don't want to betray the love I have for, like, my dead fiancé. I will never have another woman. Oh, man, I really want to fuck the Valkyrie, but I shouldn't fuck the spume-covered Valkyrie. Like, that should not be a thing that I do. Clearly a trick. He's, like, got a lot of, like, guilt and longing and um, paranoia. Yeah. And that's kind of all... But it's more than Margot has. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a weird Scottish stuff. Weird double-sided thing be there. Because like on one hand, yeah. they they are they don't for all that their internal struggle is like so much more developed and usually specifically based around the fact that they just want to fuck. Um yeah. it also like is never fulfilled because like we never get to see them actually having the pleasure it's weird it's, yeah. it's like a weird thing um yeah and, and exactly. i think you know obviously you can read these books and not notice that like i i am used to and actually enjoy out. the sex scenes and romance novels from from a man's perspective i think they're very fun um <laughs> and i think like it's for me when i'm writing i like i try to do about an equal amount because i think that that is fucking fair if i'm flipping back and forth equally between perspectives <gasps> They should probably get equal sex scene time, I think. It, I, it seems sensible. It seems... It seems like a thing that makes... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think... I, I 
I wonder how much of this is, again, another part of these being books of their time. Because I Mm -hmm. don't think having the point of view being from a male during the sex scenes was as common. And that could be, I could be coming up with that out of nowhere. But for a long time, even dual perspective wasn't common. So it was just from the female perspective. Um, Of course, that being said, this is when this is straight romance. So it is is different rules for, for queer romance, of course. But like, if we're talking about straight romance here, historically, the woman has been the dominant voice in the books, um, which is thankfully changed because, again, we get, this is how we get stuff like this, where it's like, this man is an equal part of this book, and he doesn't mm-hmm. get to be an equal part of the physical aspect of the romance. It's just weird. It's funny because he, like, all the plot is basically around him. Yeah. Margot goes to Scotland, gets sucked into Scotland, and then is like a, a like a, like a, point in somebody else's schemes donato's schemes predominantly which is funny magnus mcbride is doing all the stuff but it's all because Mm -hmm. of the female antagonist Mm -hmm. he's kind of just there to follow her lead and margo's there to be present Mm -hmm. and that's kind of all of the structure for the actual plot they soup now that they're both physical and they haven't got like ghosty sexy times they super want to fuck like all the time now yeah and they do twice um which is great more than in most of the books yeah, once before battle, once after. Spoilers. Um, Sexy. Donata, meanwhile, has been sent to her nunnery and locked in solitary confinement um, and is pissed off because she's got all this magic and all this hate and also poisoned nails, though that super didn't seem to kill the one person she scratched in the book so far. Huh. But she mentions that she's got, like, poison-tipped nails. Huh. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, great. Okay. Um, That's cool. So, yeah. Um, two and a half hours ago, I was reading the last of this very quickly. But I'm going to go through with... They set up the ambush. Um, the ambush, like, does work. And in fact, he manages to um, slay his big rival, Sigurd um, Swordbreaker, who's mentioned in name and then only appears here to fight him mm-hmm. with big axe. Um, and he fucking thrashes him. Um, and then Sigurd's laying dying. And he's like, he fought better than any war I've ever known. He deserves to, like, die a good death. And I guess this is character development, even though it's kind of been, like, Sigurd's not really been present. And his only thing is that, like, he's definitely orchestrating these slaughters. And and Magnus fucking hates him and doesn't want a Viking to go to Valhalla, so he won't let him die with a, like, um, Goddard didn't get to die with a weapon in his hand, so he's denied entry to Valhalla. Yeah. But Sigurd's dying here, his, his, like, nemesis on paper, but not in reality. And, like, he's seeing the light fade from his eyes, and he goes, God damn it. And he puts the axe in his hand, mm-hmm. and then Sigurd dies, and he's like, ah, go to Valhalla, you piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but he spares um, the guy's nephew, I think it is. And it's like, I'm going to strip you naked, take all your shit, and put you in a boat. And if you make it back to Viking territory and tell them, don't raid Scotland, then, like, we're cool. That's fine. <laughs> I guess not that I can do about it either way. I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, like this is gonna happen to you. By the by, send your send your message. Hopefully, you make the it. The young guy's like, you know what? He's gonna cut my tongue out just for passing on the message. And he's like, but will you do it? And he's like, yeah, I will. Um, great. So spares the kid. His nemesis gets a good death. Whatever. However, Donata, literally, I I, I almost put a like some somehow Palpatine returned. Donata just escapes the nunnery even though she's under guard, because she's a witch. Um, 
and she while while Margot's over somewhere safe while this battle's happening, mm-hmm. Donata fucking kidnaps her and <gasps> brings her to a place, and it's like oh, there's gonna be a showdown, and Magnus is like fuck, I have to go save her. Um, and uh, so he goes to rescue her, um, and there's all this fighting going on, and. Donata, meanwhile, is, like, holding a dagger to her belly. Yeah, obviously. And there's a lot of, like, Donata keeps moving and changing, even though she's, like, basically, like, hand on throat, dagger on stomach. Like, this feels like the whole, like, standoff. But it never really culminates in that. Because mm. there's also, like, killing and action and, like, Viking murder and Magnus fighting for her. And then Donata goes to stab Margot and trips. No! Uh, because Margot flails <laughs> and the, the dagger... Continues its trajectory. Oh my god. And just goes into her own heart. And I wish I had more of a satisfying thing. But then there's like a page of she's like, she hadn't killed her, but it had felt like she had. And Magnus comes up and he's like, you didn't kill her, lass. We saw it. And Colum's like, yep, no, I saw it too. It's super not your fault. Don't worry. You totally didn't murder that witch. And like, everybody's like, takes like a page and a half of like Dorothy waking up and being like, and you were there. And you were there like, I was there and it's not your fault. I was there and she totally offed herself accidentally. And it's like, yep, I was there and she totally Why tripped. Does it, it like alleviates her blame. <laughs> now, I know this is like going quick, but it felt like it was going quick and it was. I was no, I mean, that's quick. the. No, that's the. Yeah, that's how these go. Like, yeah. Like, there's a reason that these episodes are paced the way they are is because, like, literally, by the time I get to the past, the last 50 pages, it's like boom, 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 boom. And that's it. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. Oh, I didn't even mention the reason that she's been kidnapped and there are still Vikings to fight is because Sigurd's right hand man, Bone Grinder. Yeah, obviously. Did the kidnapping. Yeah. He's not shown up in the story. I think he gets mentioned offhand huh. like once as like a Viking that exists. Uh. Um, And a little note of that is like there's like a slight separation between like Sigurd dying, obviously, and Bone Grinder doing the kidnapping and the murdering and all that. Gr- mm-hmm. Great. To the point that the nephew that got released shows up and is in full mail and clearly has survived. And Magnus is like, I see you lived. And he's like, yeah, I did. Um, and because of that, I'm letting you know that Bone Grinder and Donata took your lady over there. That's where the final battle is going to take place. And Bone Grinder's like, just not in it? He's not in part of this conversation. No, like Magnus goes and kills him. Oh, okay. okay but it's accident. like secondary to Donata oh, being murdered. Yeah, fair and, enough. Yeah. I mean, who was the um, witch and who was Bone Grinder? You know, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, exactly. They're all basically the same at this point. But the young the young kid is like, yeah, I survived being put on that boat and you sending me off to, like, tell him. And that's how I know what Bone Grinder is doing. And also, I'm fully armored and armed now. And he's like, so what's what's the deal? And he's, if I ever, you, you've told me where my Margot is. If I ever see you again, um, then you are in my debt. And it's like, cool. And then, like, they part ways. Huh. Which I, cool. Character development. He doesn't, like, murder all Vikings on sight now. Donata gets killed by her own hand. Um, and then Margot and he are in their castle making sweet Highland love. And then we get um, back to the modern day. And um, this little old woman with uh, black boots with red laces yeah. shows up at Ye Old Pagan Shop yeah. with a bundle of books. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to sell them? And she's like, oh, no, I just don't have the space here. One's for you, Patience, and one's for you. And it's like the the book on Highlander myths yeah. and everything. And they're like, oh my goodness, Margot's in this. And like, there's some stuff about her. And it, it she's historically, I guess, signed her name. And I cannot tell you how much I dislike this. But um, 
And so Patience and Marta joined her, peering down at the opened book and reading Margot's inscription aloud. Margot Leanne Menlove. She takes a corruption of her husband's dead fiancé's name as her middle name, but keeps the men love. There's so much to unpack there. Is it because she's supposed to be the reincarnation? Is that what we're supposed to think? That all of these people are reincarnations? I did not get that. Um, But maybe. My impression was she took the name. Leanne as a middle name. It's spelled differently. I mean, how do you um, know that? I mean, it could have been her name to begin with. She could have had that middle name. We don't I know, know right? Allie McKay, we don't know. Like, did I miss it? I mean, it she I well, like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think rocks? you missed it. I think that this is something that Allie McKay does sometimes, which is she just throws in these fucking wild ass, like, yeah. plot, like, little bombs there's a lot of little stuff that doesn't really matter. Like, Erosius the Seer definitely has more than one scene. He's a pretty chill dude who really hates that people are bothering him in his shack all the time yeah. because he's got constant vision headaches. Um, so there's all sorts of little fun tidbits, and the characters are all cool, but it doesn't really matter. There's no stake no. there. Anyway, she signs the book and sends it back to the bookshop. Yeah. And she also lives in Scotland. But I, I think... Um, her sister was living in 1300s, 1400s yeah. Scotland, right? So yeah. she, like, predates her sister by, like, a hundred years. So she also doesn't get to hang out no. with her sister. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I believe this one is set before, because if the Vikings are yeah. invading, yeah, it'd be before. Yeah, this is 1255. Yeah. So she's, like, super long dead by the time her sister's even on the scene. Yeah, fucked and I'm, up, like, right? so weird. Fucked up. Like, she never goes back to her coworkers. I don't know anything about her family in this book no. because her family doesn't really no. come up. I mean, it doesn't come um, up in, in the other one either. In... So I would just, no, I, don't, right? I don't think they have parents around. No. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, he also does keep calling her my tourist. And it's fucked up, but I do kind of enjoy that like a little bit. I do think that's kind of funny. <laughs> but could you imagine going back in time and saying, I'm a tourist? And they're like, a tourist? And she's like, it's a traveler. Um, and so he kind of adapts to the whole she's from the future thing like pretty well once he figures out that she's not a witch yeah. she's like oh yeah you're from the future great i don't give a shit um tell me about your pen seal and she's like yeah pennsylvania and he's like sure it's like it's where a castle's eventually gonna be for a minute <laughs> we we steal your stuff uh yeah i mean the american way yeah truly i i yeah i poo. i mean this has been such a classic such a classic ally mckay though like it felt very tidy yeah everything ended it ended i mean i don't think anything will ever touch the first one the in chronological order of the actual books where he stumbled yeah. upon his dead ass body and the gem that was in his fist and then he had to give that gem to a fairy and then she gave him a body back yeah there's a lot of magic rocks being really important yeah. but then not really coming up again no i had no idea that the gem was even a thing so yep yeah but it's not going to kill the bad guy. The bad guy is going to die by accidental stabbing. Yeah, you know. Which is a twist. It's a, that is a twist. That is true. I I'm I'm I'm, 
as I was like yeah. trying to get my thoughts together for this, I'm like, did I read too quickly? Because I was reading quickly. I was I was doing some skin. Yeah, no. But I was like, am I missing details? And I'm like, not no. really. No. There's also a lot of redundancy. Yeah. People will talk about things for an extended length of time, even if it doesn't matter. It's really hammered home. Yeah. Like every plot point, she's like, I'm afraid you're going to get confused. And it's like, but the things you're doing to alleviate my confusion are not, not helpful. Oh, yeah. At all. Like, your audience isn't dumb, but they are confused. Yeah, like. because your universe has no rules. There are no rules. And that is the thing. Like, the rule of Ally McKay's universe is that there is no rules. No rules, yeah. just right, Ally McKay. Like, it is yeah. It is madness. Madness. Like, nothing, yeah. nothing First matters. First rule, there's no rules. Second rule, you do not talk about plot details. <laughs> yeah, the second rule is consistency. Like. We don't know her. Yeah. Though I gotta say, like, oh, and here's the thing. We get the little flashback to the shop, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a fuck about Dinah. No. Um, Dinah, where'd you go? Dinah, where'd you go? Dinah, Di- where'd you blow your horn? Dinah. Dinah, where are you? But, like, I mean, maybe she was Donata the whole time. I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting. I'm gonna have to, obviously, I'm gonna read this, obviously. Yeah. Um, the vibe I'm getting is that all of these people are just reincarnations. And, like... Because she has the whole, like, what should I do with my nails? And Donata's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, too... It's a, it's almost so heavy-handed that you want to be like, it can't be that. It can't yeah. be that. But also... I must be missing something. But I'm not. I feel like I feel like it has to be. Because that's the only way mm-hmm. for that to make that fucking crazy-ass ending. I feel like that was her being like, I'm being so... I'm going to reveal this at the very end. That not only does she look like her, but this whole time her middle name has been the same name. Oh, big brain. It's like a Batman-Superman reveal, though. Yeah. Like, we did that and it failed. Terrible. Although, I guess this was 2011. If only... Snyder, Snyder, I think, wrote the terrible Batman Superman yes. movie yes. thing. If only he had read Ally McKay. Yeah, it's true. He could have avoided a lot. Um, but yeah, it was a wild ride. Pacing is not good, but all of the descriptions kind of are, even when you don't want them to be. I know, the descriptions of Scotland are actually pretty nice. And like, yeah, like, I, I'd go to Scotland. The, the descriptions of, like, the clothing and, and even the, like, um... Even the sexual tension is good. It's it's more the emotional and relationship development that kind of is always like, what is happening? What, what is, what is this? Right. Am I having a great time? Yes. But does it feel normal or like in any way? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, no, it doesn't. Like we more than once, she's like, I wanted to learn Gaelic and then I didn't. Also, like, I know that there's the whole like who calls which version of Gaelic Gaelic and like it's not called Gaelic if it's Welsh Gaelic even though it's super inconsistent whether or not that's true mm-hmm. so Gaelic just means Scots Gaelic uh-huh. and I'm cool with that because yeah. we're dealing with Scotland but like she clearly doesn't know the language but then it it but nobody's speaking they're all speaking English like well enough that she can understand I guess because she gets transported to 1255 <sighs> but then like also Orla giving her a bunch of clothes is like I have a dress and I have a shirt and I have like undergarments and I have and she uses the word the word for slipper which then is like subnoted with she knew was the the Gaelic word for slipper thanks to her like almost study and I'm like you're you looking you for consistency Brendan this is not the place just, it's it's a it's a it's a hint it's a thing <laughs> and I missed it I know figure it out it's gonna I be in book six and important the word for slipper and I'm gonna be pissed I know. that I didn't realize I know it's tough these these books take a toll and they live with you forever oh god and and that, that is just the way it is and then the next one hey I've got exciting news for you about the next one 
It has nothing to do with anything we've done so far. Great, grand. Um, <laughs> like he doesn't even. Like there's not even, not even a tenuous hair thin connection between any. Of- I mean, at the end of this, yeah. after six, I'm just going to like, di- I'm going to pour these, I'm going to pour rosin over the whole collection yeah. and put a little placard on it that says like, this is not a place of honor. <laughs> and we're going to bury it so that someone in the future yeah. can have a perfectly preserved copy yeah. of this it's literary important. work. Yes. It's important. It is. Yeah. Um, even if continuity isn't important in the books. No. It is in our reality. I mean, it's part of my continuity now and that's what's scary. Right? Like, it's yeah. part of my development. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And this podcast development, honestly. I don't know who we'd be now if not for, for these books. I I don't, I don't want to know, honestly. I don't need to know the Brendan that d- wasn't aware of the, these novels. Are you going to read the other ones now? Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to read the other ones. <laughs> okay. I think, like, like, if I can put down one in a day and actually summarize yeah. it, like, I can read the other They're very like, consumable. Four. They're very, like, you just... Yeah, I'm gonna because it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a minute. You gotta get your variety. You gotta record with other other folks. Yeah, for all you your got shows. time. So I got time. I'll punch through another four, and then I'm gonna like get really crazy about it. Oh my god, we're gonna have to do a recap. We're gonna have to do like a series summary god, yes. and just kind of unpack, digest. Totally. I mean, it's it's a shame that there's no video portion. We could like just take the entire wall of my office and do like the the yarn connecting thread. Trying to figure out like, and it'll just yeah. be honestly, there'll just be whole chunks of it that just come out of nowhere that are fully isolated because they have oh. no connection to fucking anything. Each book. Yeah. There's gonna be like segments for each book, none of which are interconnected, but like one of them has a thread. Yeah. With like kind of dangling, and that's it. Yeah. And like. God, there's just we we finally lost the wizards, but we got a witch. Um, still magic rocks. No devil. Um, no devil. No devil. Kind of shocking. There was no devil. I expected the devil to just sort of pop. Although who knows? The old lady from Could've two been. books now Could've with been. the boots and the laces. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can't wait. Hopefully, she's around. Um. Yeah. Just her name's like dove or something she i don't even think dev. she's named in in the the in mindy's book so yeah it's dev dooney who works at a museum in scotland but probably also exists in multiple timelines yeah almost I, I, i'm with you dev yeah so well <clears throat> you did great brendan you did fantastic Thanks. and you made hey you did you even made good time i'm really impressed with you buddy thank you it, yeah, it's not was... easy summarizing any book let alone these books <laughs> i honestly this might have been more challenging than a lot. Like nobody, nobody shit talk romance literature. You will have to pay attention. Um, I think anybody listening to this though is probably not like casting shade no. in the genre. But if you wanted to like show somebody up, be like, oh yeah, you think that you read like real lit and this isn't real lit? Fucking tell me what's happening here, and then just like give them Ally McKay. Unpack it. Unpack all of it. Yeah. Make sense of it yeah. for me. Tell me the themes. Yeah. Because like, they're there. They're just fucking crazy. Oh, aren't they, though? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm going to go make a baked potato and do 100 sit-ups and crunches to work it off um, because I'm just such a zealot slut for sounds, potatoes. Sounds good. Thanks, I Margo. mean, I do love a zealot slut. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Margo's made that a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, better than lust spending nub, I suppose, which is where we... Nothing's better than lust spending nub. Mm. Not even... Sp- Spume-covered Valkyries. 
bullshit. Spume. Spume. Well, hey, speaking of spume, I have books out. That was a segue. (laughs) Tell me about them. Tell me about your spumey novels. I got books out. I have a book coming out really soon. Uh, March 28th, Courtship's Conquest. It's the second book in the main series of the New Protectorate. You can get an ARC if you are a reviewer. You can sign up for ARCs now. Right now. If you are listening to this as of the 22nd. Um, You should do it because it's... I think it's fine. I'm fucking so anxious about this fucking book, y'all. Please, I hope you like it. Um, <laughs> Get in on this. It's, Get in on it early. It's going to be a thing. Um, also, I'm like only like three people away from, from reaching my new patron goal, which is like 75 patrons, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, if you want to join that, now it's time. We all get special stuff. Mm-hmm. We everyone gets prints when we do that. Um, uh, yeah, and I've got book boxes happening soon. I got a lot of things. All the links are all, all the things. All the things. Um, that's about it, though. I mean, you know where to you know where to catch me. You know all the social meds. You know all the links and what all. You Brendan's nowhere. You don't need to worry about him. Um, I don't exist. No, <laughs> no. Uh, you're too busy reading Alan McKay's uh, backlist. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't clear that I'm a bad chat AI, like having me try and parse what's happening in this story should have made it clear. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Obvi. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all, this has been this has been a time. I'm gonna release Brendan from this hell so he can go like lay down, <laughs> to maybe take a shower to like wash it off. Nap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna get in my clawfoot tub and I'm gonna dream of Scotsman. Oh, yeah. And justify my trim waist. Yeah. So and think about potatoes audience. while you do. Potatoes. Yeah, no, potatoes. Be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. That sounds like fun. I'm happy for you, buddy. Have- have fun, everybody. Right. Have fun. Not too much fun. Yeah. The right amount. Not too much. Yeah. Unless you've got rocks and witches and, and other such yeah. good things. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts. 